In today's podcast, we're chatting with Lacey Dillon, and I think you guys are going to be incredibly motivated and incredibly inspired by this podcast. We chatted a lot about goals, a lot about a vision board, and exactly the steps and the accountability that Lacey takes in her life and in her marriage to make those goals happen. Lacey is one of those persons that when you meet her, she makes you feel incredibly welcome. Like you feel like you've known her forever. We first met back in November, just November 2019, when we were supposed to be having a girls ride day down in North Carolina with Girls Ride North Carolina as well. It was Radjik Society Girls Ride North Carolina ride day. Uh, It ended up getting rained out, but Lacey had invited us over to our farm to ride for the day and... It was incredible. It was incredible getting to meet her. It was incredible getting to meet her husband. Um, And she was just the most energetic, welcoming, driven person that I'd met in a really, really long time. So I think you guys are going to be inspired by her. And that's really the whole deal with this podcast is to just motivate and inspire as many women as we can by sharing every rad chick story. So let's get to it. Hope you guys enjoy. And if you did make sure you let us know. Shoot us a message, drop us a comment, shoot us a DM, whatever. Give us a five-star rating. Let Lacey know what you loved about this podcast and let us know as well. Hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, but our holidays were great. It was um, super, like the most low-key, like um, we did Christmas early with my parents. So we went down to where my parents live with all my nieces and nephews. And then his sisters, they do every other Christmas, like with their in-laws and their, and like our parents. So like, this was the year that everyone was gone and Dalton and I were the only ones here. Oh, really? So we did like, yeah. So we did Christmas Eve. We like go to our friend's house for dinner. And then, um, but during the day, like we go to our papas for breakfast, Dalton's papa and, um, we like came home and watched like I've never seen Die Hard, so he made me watch like all the Die Hard, <laughs> and we drank eggnog and like had so much fun and like it was like middle of, like lunchtime Christmas Eve and he's like, I want to open presents like I can't I can't wait like I want I want you to open your presents I'm like. Well, it's only Christmas Eve, and, like, we can open them, like, tonight. And he's like, well, we're the adults. Like, we get to make the decisions. <laughs> so we ended up opening, like, all of our presents, like, lunchtime Christmas Eve. That's so funny. <laughs> so we didn't, like, have anything Christmas Day. But it was so much fun. It was just, like, laid back. Like, and then even Christmas Day, like, we stayed in our jammies, like, all day long. I made us breakfast, and, like, we really did, like, nothing. And we went and rode dirt bikes the next day in Durham Town. So we, like, had to load up the trailers and, like, you know, pack and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, it was just the best. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Incredible, relaxing, like, nothing to do, no pressure. Yeah, it just was – it was fun. But Christmas – I have to tell you, Christmas Eve morning, um, we do, like, a big partner workout um, wad at my CrossFit gym. And – um. I begged Dalton, I'm like, just come with me. Like, everyone knows you're off work. They want you to come. So he's like, okay, I'll go. So he hasn't worked out since, like, college football. So that would oh be five gosh. years ago. And he, like, died. Like, he he was my partner. And I was like, just do the same weight as me. You know, you'll be fine. He couldn't walk. He's like, if I can't ride my dirt bike when I get in dirt <laughs> town in two days, like, I'm never talking to you again. I'm like, what? Like, you'll be fine. He was so sore. Like, he was sore for, like, two weeks. Oh, my gosh. 
I was like, he's like, I'm never going back with you ever again. I'm like, oh my God, it's not that bad. But, but yeah, he had like the worst time. A little tough one for his <laughs> first time back at it. <laughs> it was such a hard workout. I'm like, I swear our workouts are like never this hard. And it was just like all like overhead squats, <laughs> front squats. Like it was like a full squat, like partner workout. And he's like, I'm not going to be able to walk for like a week. And sure enough, he couldn't. So. So he hasn't worked out at all since college football. No. Oh my goodness. Not, Nothing I mean, other other than working a dirt bike, but Yeah. And like, you know, his job is like manual right. labor. So he's like, you know, his thing is like, I've been forced to work out like yeah. all these years. Like and now like without anyone forcing me now, I just don't want to because it was like my job for so long kind of thing. What keeps you going back to it? Like what is what's fitness for you? Oh my gosh. Fit, well, to me, it makes me better at all my crazy hobbies. Yeah. Like it makes me better at riding my dirt bike. It makes uh, my endurance better. Um, like when I'm tired and I've wrecked my bike 20 times and Dalton's like, pick it up. You got it. Like I can always pick it up. And I know that because I, you know, I know what I can lift in the gym and things like that. So I can fully rely on myself and that's the best feeling. That's what makes me going at 530 in the morning, waking up when my alarm goes off at 445. I'm like, I don't want to go. But knowing the benefits of it, I mean, oh my gosh, it's the best. That and like, and too, like in the summer mixes me a better surfer, makes me feel better in my bathing suit all summer long. You know, those things are pluses too. Yeah. Do you, do you think that like when your alarm's going off, are you thinking of like picking up your dirt bike? Like the, no. (laughs) Well, there are some, when we're like about to go on a trip and I know like I'm preparing like mentally like Mm -hmm. you know we went to Durham town for four days straight this past time and that's like one of the our longest trips and I was like the whole time I'm like I feel what if I'm so sore after one full day of riding what if I can't ride like what if I miss a day and like so those as we were preparing for that trip there were mornings and I was like you've got to do it like you got to get up you got to go but there are other mornings that I've stayed up late I've worked late or whatever and my alarm goes off and I hit snooze and I'm 10 minutes late (laughs) I can't I can't lie about that there are mornings that I'm like I just don't want to but at like when I'm walking out of the gym and headed back home I'm like I'm so glad I got up this morning like nothing beats that feeling and you go early you do what five the five a.m. or 5? It's 5.30 a.m. So I, my alarm is set for 4.44. For some reason, that's the magic time. So, um, yeah. So I'm usually getting out of bed at like 5 a.m. How long have you been doing that routine? I've been in cross doing my CrossFit 5.30 a.m. class. July will be two years. Wow. So just a year and a half. Yeah. So I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5.30 a.m. And then Saturdays at 9.30 a.m., which is the partner workout. And it's it's so much fun. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah. We were almost going to do it. And then we got talked out of doing it. <laughs> yeah. The boys were like, no, we got to hit, we got to hit the trails before it rains. And then we had gorgeous weather. And I'm like, that was a trap. They didn't want us to go work out. Uh, what do you, what time do you normally wake up? Um, like when you're not having CrossFit? So I don't have to be, I have a very flexible schedule as a mortgage officer or mortgage lender. I just kind of can like set my own schedule. And, and so my mornings are very relaxed, which I, I take value in my mornings because yeah. I have my quiet time. I read my devotion. Like 
I listen to my worship music. I kind of get my mind like set for the day and really for the week every morning. Like I just love mornings. I'm a morning person. I'm that annoying person. Um, so, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm usually waking up at like 7.30, 7.45, but then I make breakfast, get ready. And I have like no hair or anything. So I'm very low maintenance. So I'm ready and out the door in 30, 45 minutes usually. So yeah, that's nice. I, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I value my mornings more than anything. Yeah. They're, they're just, I, I don't know. Like my husband, he's not a morning person whatsoever, but me, I'm like, it, it sets my day. Like you said, he, he messes with me. He's like, Oh, you always have to be prepared for everything. I'm like, no, I just, I like my morning routine. It sets me up. It's when I'm most energized. So it's like, I have the best energy to focus on the things that matter and how I want my day to be and all of those things. So it, it, it yeah. makes and every morning, like there's something about waking up with a clear mind, like your, your brain, like my, I'm a mind racer. Like I I just can't like turn my brain off at night. So like, I don't have really downtime at night. Like it usually takes me a couple minutes to even like turn my brain off to fall asleep. So like in the morning, I'm just so like, you know, thoughtless almost that I'm open to listening and hearing and being still in those things that I'm opposite of in the evening, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. So I can see how you can definitely value, (laughs) value those moments of of quiet time all around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mornings are nice. I feel like you're, we've talked about this, how like you value time more than anything. Do you find that your days are like super structured? They're very structured and they have to be because I'm very, High energy, high strung, go, go, go 24-7 that if I don't structure my time, if I don't like get up in the morning and work out and come back and if I'm not in a routine, then I tend to kind of like just flail around. Like then it's the end of the day and I'm like, what have I even done or accomplished? Like I'm not doing really anything sometimes. Um, So I really have to be strict on myself with structure and um, of course, in the weekends and stuff, I'm more late. I try to be more laid back. But even then, I still have a schedule. Yeah, I was going to say, even um, on the weekends, I feel like mm-hmm. everything is still pretty planned out. Yeah, it has to be. I admire that. <laughs> if, like, I think I think having that schedule, like you said, it, it just makes you more productive all around. And it, it fulfills you more because you're doing more. Right. And you're making – it's more that you're prioritizing – your time to things that you value and like things that you love. So like, I mean, I have things during my day that I have to do just, you know, for work or whatever, but then I always set time for the things that I love to do. And that's what makes me get up every morning and, and, you know, do the things that I do because I look forward to those things every day. Yeah. So what are some of the things Mm -hmm. that, that you value that, that are valuable to you? Well, of course, my workouts in the morning, I love those. Um, During the day, I love, you know, talking to my borrowers and and doing things at work um, that make me feel just accomplished. Um, And then in the evening, I love coming home and eating dinner with my husband. I know that's just, you know, that's our thing. I love it. I love either going out to dinner or going on a date. Like every Friday night is usually our date night. We have alone time and Um, I look forward to those things. Um, and then even in the evening, this is just one thing that I do every single night. It's a routine, but I love taking off my makeup and brushing (laughs) my teeth. Like it is a process. I love it. It's the best feeling in the world and you feel squeaky clean and you crawl into bed and, 
And that is like my favorite, almost probably one of my favorite parts of the day. <laughs> that is a good feeling. I'm the worst because I'm such a morning person that by like seven thirty, eight o'clock, I'm just like, let me be in bed. I hate to be bothered. Yeah. So that's the hardest thing for me. But the, like the last few years have gotten really good about, about, I don't want to say about brushing my teeth. I've always brushed my teeth. <laughs> But, like, about making sure my face is washed, making sure that, like, when I wake up, I feel good, you know? Because definitely washing your face, I mean, it has so many benefits to it. But it it makes you feel better when you wake up in the morning. It does. And, like, so my mom got me a silk pillowcase for um, bed. And, like, I love now the feeling. She got it for us for Christmas. And Dalton's like, I'm not sleeping on that thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I, it's the best feeling in the world. Like, a clean face and then, like, getting on your silk pillow. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the best. But, so I told you we're building a a school. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So we have that as our new 2020 project. And, um, you know, you have to have, there's like four of six things you have to do to get it titled as a recreational vehicle. And there's like a toilet and heat and air and all kinds of things on there. And so we were going through the list, like, you know, what's important to us. And, um, I told Dalton, I'm like, I've got to have a sink. I've like got to wash my face at night. I've got to brush my teeth. Like that routine can't stop just because we're like, on a school bus like that's our new home on wheels and he's like we're not doing a sink and so finally the other night he's like okay I got you we're doing a sink I'm getting the plumbing ready and I'm like thank you you're like yeah I can't compromise on that I gotta have a sink are you guys gonna have a shower in it we're gonna do an outdoor shower like y'all inspired us to do um so we're gonna do an outdoor shower and we'll have a hose on the back that we'll put a shower head on is yep. the plan yep yeah. So what? All right. Let's go into the bus here because I'm excited to hear this. I was like, I don't want to ask any questions about it because I just want to like have something to talk about. I mean, not not that we don't have enough to talk about. But... Oh, I know. I know. I know. Um, was this like an idea prior? Like, how long have you been thinking on it? So, um, Dalton and I, we every year we will we like our firm believers of the vision board yes. and setting goals each year. I want to so talk about that later. We, yeah. We are just like over planners. And I was telling my girlfriend the other night about, you know, kind of what we do like beginning of the year. And she's like, y'all don't even have like dates. Like y'all have corporate meetings. And I'm like, <laughs> really? That's a good way to put it because we do as a couple have a lot of like corporate meetings and we don't mean to be like that, but that's just our personalities. Um, we're just over planners, I think, which works because we're both that way. Um, but we, every new year, we like to set goals and like five-year goals, 10-year goals. Like we usually plan in fives and then we have a vision board, things that we want. And those don't even have like time, time limits Mm -hmm. on them. It's not like in one year I want this or in five years I want this. It's just like, this is what I want to accomplish. And there's a list of those things and we add to it and, you know, we mark things off, which is the best feeling in the world. And so every year though, also we like to do a project together. And so like one year we bought our house and we renovated that and that was our big thing. And then last year on our vision board, we wanted the boat. And so we bought a boat that was a dream and we accomplished that. And so um, this year we could not think of anything. So we were like, well, maybe a small business, um, we kind of tossed different ideas around with that for a while. And 
we were kind of like stuck, like what, like we, you know, we need to pray about it and think about it. Like there's something that, you know, we're going to do this year. We just don't know what it's going to be yet. Like we'll wait and something's going to come up. And so one night I came home and was cooking dinner and Dalton's like, um, hear me out. Like I got to play. And I'm like, Oh gosh, here we go. And he's like, be open-minded. And I'm like, okay. And he's like a school bus. And we're going to make it into a toy hauler and we're going to load our dirt bikes in the back and we're just going to go on the weekends and ride. And we're like, I'm like, of course, yes, yes, yes. Like, I love this. I love this idea. And so um, I'm like, well, I I went to private school, so I've never even ridden a school bus. Oh my gosh, um, really? So no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about school buses. So, of course, Dalton's like, that's where you learn how to, like, love and cook and, you know, all the things. And I'm like, yeah, no idea about school buses. So, um, he, like, shopped online, and who would have thought? There's, like, literally thousands of school buses yeah. on Facebook Marketplace. They're everywhere from auctions and different things, and they're dirt cheap. And so, he started shopping them, and so we went a couple weekends ago and test drove. Um, two and came home with one and so we started we had kind of planned to make it a toy hauler and then the more energy we were putting into like gutting it and like we've and we're not like DIYers like by no means we're definitely the people that are like let's just hire someone like I got a vision I know what I want like let's tell them and you know have someone else do it so this is really our first like big hands-on project and so now it's like fully gutted and it's in the wiring stage which is exciting but um, yeah, so the more we worked on it, the more we were like, gosh, like, I'm going to be sad to put like my dirty, like dirt bike back here, like, <laughs> usually covered in mud. And so then we're like, okay, forget the toy hauler. Let's make it into like a tiny house and like, just still take the trailer with us. So we're going to haul like the boat with it and, um, the trailer and our, and our bikes and all kinds of stuff. So we have lots of plans. And, um, but last night we, uh, finalized like the floor plan so that was fun and um yeah so we're super super excited now how did you finalize the floor plan I'm only asking because it has I mean our space in the van is a little bit smaller <laughs> but it's, well we have a short bus so yeah. it's not much I mean well we it's got probably... I don't know we've got let's see 12 feet here, maybe. Okay, ours is 16. So, okay, oh, we're a couple so, feet longer. Yeah, it's really not that much bigger. It's not that much, though. But we had so, to sit in this for, like, it wasn't until this year that we finally, like, dialed it in. And this is our fourth year. So, it, like, took so much time to, like, sit and feel it out and, like, really figure out how to make it all work. So, how did you guys um, just come up with a plan? Y'all's van is amazing, first of all. Let me just throw that. For anyone who hasn't seen the van, I mean, man, they're missing out. It's the coolest thing. Um, so I kind of had a vision. Um, I mean, you've been to our house, so you kind of know how I am. But, yeah. like, I kind of know what I want. Like, and usually I can walk in a space and I'm like, I mean, I'm no, like, interior designer by any means. But, like, I can walk in a room and be like, ooh, I would do, like, this, this, and that. And I would do this. And so I kind of like walked on the bus and kind of was like, oh, it'd be cool if we did like this and if we did that. And but and Dalton actually, shockingly, I have to give him credit. I mean, because he also has a really good eye for things. I mean, he can't hang a thing in the house. So that's not his job. That's not his wheelhouse. But 
he really does have like I can give him an idea and he can like run with it and make it like even cooler. So um, between the two of our brains, we he measured everything out and he found cabinets online and um, he's going to build like benches and couches and different things that have storage space. And he kind of picked out the layout of the back of it and um it he just measured it all out and we knew what we wanted in there and we drew it out literally on paper with a ruler and measured it and we're like yeah this is what we're gonna do so we teeter-totted on a lot of ideas but we finally have like come on the same page and we're like yes this is perfect this is awesome it's gonna be so fun it's gonna be cool yeah we're excited what do you guys do now when you go to the lake or is it more of a day trip so we just live like maybe 10 minutes away. Yeah. So we just do day trips and then our friends have a house there. So we stayed there a little bit this summer. Um, but once like the bus is going to have like full hookups and everything, just like a camper, um, yeah. like no shower or anything, but still like electricity hookups. And so we, the, I think there's a, a camp site there that we can like plug the bus into. So we'll literally drop the boat in the water, plug the bus up get on the lake and hang out on the water all day and then spend the night in the bus or like go back for dinner or lunch or whatever. Right. Um, so it'll be super, it'll be super fun. Oh, so We're excited. excited. I'm excited for mm-hmm. you. I can't wait to see it. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with your design. Like you've got, you've got good eye, you've got good design. I'm going to have you come up to my house when I have one again. Yes. (laughs) You're good. I can't wait to see how it all turns out. I'm excited. I tell Dawn to have faith in me because there's some things I pick out and he's like, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, listen, I got a vision. Like, trust me. I trust the vision. And sure enough, he's like, okay. Like when I hung all those baskets on the wall, he's like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, just trust the process. Like, come on. I got, I got a vision. I got a vision. So he gets on, he gets on board with all my crazy ideas. And um, yeah, it always works out. That's awesome. (laughs) Fun stuff. How was your trip to Durham Town this year? Oh, was it sweet? I know you guys love it. Was it was amazing. There. Oh, it's honestly, I mean, we teeter-totted. Like, this trip was um, one of my favorite trips just because it was just, the, it was the two of us and my in-laws who have a super awesome Yamaha side-by-side you saw when you were at the farm. So yeah. They went off and they rode and they had so much fun and Dalton and I rode single track the whole time and it was just the two of us and it was crowded because it was the week before Christmas and New Year's and so we were afraid it was going to be crowded when we got there. But you leave, you get on a single track and you don't pass another person and that is just like the coolest thing and there were so many multiple times that Dalton and I were just out there in the middle of you know the woods in the middle of nowhere and we saw deer and we rode through creeks and just saw the coolest things and it was the best feeling and you know my two-stroke is so quiet like I would like turn a corner and there'd be a bunch of deer there like because they couldn't even hear me coming almost and that was just the it was the best experience because usually we're in like a pack of people so um honestly I'm usually in the back (laughs) I usually don't see deer and things (laughs) like that because I'm in the back trying to keep up um with all the guys but just having the two of us 
And um, there were like several times. I mean, single track is hard. Have you ever ridden single track? Are you there yet? No, I I haven't really ridden much in the woods other than at at the farm and a little bit at my place. But I haven't had my bike. I've only been on my bike maybe five times. So it's fun. It's a different level. I just saw your video. You just posted it's what today, I think. You actually inspired me to figure out the GoPro thing, so that was my first <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> I was good. I was like, oh, sweet. So I, I got to see a little bit of what you're talking about. Yeah. It looked fun. It was so much fun, and, like, it's challenging. Like, um, so, actually, a lot of the trails in Durhamtown are used for, like, enduro races, um, like GNCCs and different things like that, and so um, they – are so rutted out like I mean like several feet deep ruts and Dalton has a 450 or a 350 KTM he was on that day and he just was kind of like rolling through things and I expected myself to like roll on through and obviously that was not the case I mean I wrecked so many (laughs) I like wipe out after wipe out and it was so muddy because it had just rained and rained and rained the night before. And so we were like determined, we're like, what, we're going to ride anyway. We're like, we're going to make the most of it. And we had so much fun. But there's something about wrecking like so many times and like looking up and Dalton still being there and being like, you got it. Like, you're the best one out here. Like, you're riding the best. Like, you're doing great. Like, pick up your bike. Like, you're killing it. And I'm like okay like I'm literally fighting back tears and I'm like yeah I got it like get back on and like keep on trucking on and it was it was really like one of the best experiences it we just had the best time just the two of us and um I cannot wait to get back that sounds like a blast I was wondering I'm like how how do you keep your confidence up is like Dalton a huge part of your confidence or do you like find it within yourself or especially after like you crash oh my goodness like I know I crashed well I didn't even crash I more so went into a corner and like you know dropped my bike but it was my first time on a track and like just adrenaline just like shot through me because I know I have people behind me and I just I'm so worried about being in someone's way and I, like, picked my bike up, and I was so flustered and overwhelmed with just, like, adrenaline going through my body that it, it, like, freaked me out. And I'm, like, I know just, like, those little crashes can knock at your confidence so much. Like, what do you do to just keep it going? I could say, like, Dalton really is, like, the best motivator. And so um, he helps build up my confidence for sure. But I think it's because I care so much about, like, I want don't want to let him down. Like, I want to be out there. I want to be right behind him. Like, I want him to have fun. I want us to have fun together. And, like, I don't want to be the hold-up kind of thing. Yeah. So personally, I'm like, get back on it, girl. Like, you got it. And so, I mean, he definitely pumps me up. But, like, also, like, part of me is, like, I want to have fun. I don't want to hold him back. Like, you can do it. You're just as good as a rider, which we both know that's not true. But I'm like, <laughs> you, you're a good rider, too. <laughs> I mean, Dalton is definitely just a good – I mean, he's good at everything, unfortunately. He's just one of those annoying people. Yeah, I hear but that. he's a good dirt bike rider, and he's just ridden – his whole life and he took a break when he played college football and he jumped back on it like he never missed a bit ba- and never skipped a beat you know like never missed a day of riding and and he lives for the single track like he loves the challenge 
Um, but we actually made some friends out on the single track and they were older. And, um, so we got out of a turn and they're like, you're doing awesome. Like, you know, our one friend, he can't even keep up. Like he's already wrecked like seven times. And I looked at him like, yeah, I've wrecked like 70 times. (laughs) (laughs) So I am definitely honest out there. I'm like, listen, like I try to keep up, but I wreck, I get back on and I'm right behind them. But is not flawless I can tell you that I kept trying to ask myself last week I'm like all right how can I get stronger at picking up my bike because well what did what bike did you start off on you started off on a I had so um Dalton got me an Apollo pit bike it was like a big wheel pit bike um for our wedding gift for my wedding gift when we got married and so I rode that it was like kickstart um and the bike was just so hard to ride. It just was terrible. Um, always thought out, but I rode that for a while. It was a little bike. So, I mean, I could like pick it up and sling it around. Right. And then once I got used to that, I went to the Honda 150, a CRF 150. Yeah. And that bike was heavy. It's like front, like front and top heavy. Yeah. And um, so I rode it in the trails and stuff, but, um, I mean, I don't know the exact weight or anything, but I mean, I would say, I mean, it's probably like a hundred and. 25 pounds I would guess I don't know um but it was top heavy so like picking it up really was challenging and like keeping it balanced like on single track and things like that was hard but it was a good bike to learn how to ride on right because uh, you really had to have control and um then I rode Dalton's like Honda 250R which was a race bike um yep. and then I skipped it, which was fun it's like fast and loud and makes you feel like you know kind of like a badass <laughs> so I'm like it's like the coolest bike and then um and then I rode his KTM 350 but I had way too much fun on his KTM and wrecked it a couple of times and yeah, a little I too broke much. his yeah I broke his clutch and he's like yeah you're done with this bike like we're getting you your own bike like we'll get you your own big girl bike and so that's when he surprised me with um the Husky which is I feel like the Husky was secretly, like, made just personally for me. No offense to anyone who has a Husky. Like, that bike was literally made for me. Are you loving it? (laughs) Like, I need, like, my name on that somewhere. It's just the best bike. So, I have a 150T, uh, uh, um, 150TEI, TE150I. So, it is the new 2020 bike, um, and it's fuel-injected, and it's just the coolest thing. It's the best bike ever. What about it's made for you? It is light. I mean, it seems lightweight. It's so easy to control in the trails and it just can, you can lug it if you want. Um, I mean, I never feel like I'm tapping it out. Like I still am like catching gears, um, on the track if that were on the track and, and Dalton's on a 350 KTM and I'm always like, I mean, he will get on it. I mean, when we're in a trail and I'm always right behind him, like I never feel like I'm slow or if I'm like behind, like I never feel like I'm behind. Um, but the bike, we rode it in Kentucky and over rocks and hills and mud and all the things. And it just rides literally like a Cadillac. Like it feels so good. Um, I never doubt it. And I feel like it's almost made me like a better rider because I'm so confident in like the bike itself. Yeah that like when I get on it I'm like let's go like I can do I feel like I'm just I'm fearless I'm unstoppable like I just trust my bike so much and because I've seen everything there there are things I did I've rode trails in Durham town this 
pastime that I've rode on my Honda 150 that I couldn't ride well. And I rode them on my Husky like a breeze. I'm like, oh my gosh, like totally different riding experience. That's so crazy how, yeah, the difference in bike and how it fits you and all of that can make such a difference um, in your riding experience. It did. And I mean, Dalton always said he had a plan. He wanted to kind of teach me how to, how to maneuver a heavier bike and in, in narrow trails and things like that. So when I got on a good bike, I could, you know, really work right. it. And sure enough, I mean, you know, all that worked out. He's smarter than us sometimes, <laughs> but, um, it's the best bike and it's quiet. And, um, but when you hit the power band, like all I can do is laugh. Like I can tell you, I have a smile on my face. Like, the entire time I ride, usually I'm pulling off my helmet and I have like dirt all in my teeth <laughs> and my cheeks hurt and I've just had the best time. And Dalton always makes fun of me because he says like, especially like hill climbs and things like that, that he can literally hear me like laughing, like giggling, like over, like even <laughs> when I'm in the power band, like he can hear me like over the dirt bike. I could like feel it in your energy when I was riding with you. <laughs> I You're just like, love it. the best thing like, ever. It is. Like, it really is the best. And so, I mean, oh, my gosh. I can't imagine being on any other bike. And then I truly feel like it's, like, a custom bike for That's me. That's awesome. <laughs> We've been talking a lot. Well, Adam's been talking a lot because, like you said, they, they have a plan because they know. And, they and we have to it's trust so in it. Which I, I listen and I trust my husband because he's been on a dirt bike for, I don't know, 40 years. <laughs> so, I trust him. So, yeah, same same kind of thing where we I just moved up from my TTR 125 and I moved up onto my uh you know 2020 the new Honda 250F and the bike is good because it's not super powerful and it is a trail bike and it is heavy. So it like has all those benefits for someone that's just getting started. But man is it heavy. <laughs> Yeah. I, I looked up the weight the other day because I was just curious. And the thing is like 265 pounds. So like when I dump it on the track, I'm like, so, you know, I got like adrenaline running through me because the thing is 265 pounds, like to pick it up. So I'm like, all right, how can I get stronger to like better pick this up and maneuver it? And I'm like, how about you just stop dropping it? <laughs> how about you learn to ride a little better but yeah it's that's cool to hear that you like the husky I've seen oh my gosh like immense amount of girls like the husky I'm pretty sure was like made for women I'm pretty sure they're they're making it for women because everybody loves it it is I mean yeah, I mean, it's 50, I would say it's 50, 50. I mean, I follow, you know, all the, um, you know, all the girl ride pages and like Babes in the Dirt and things yeah. like that. And Husky comes to a lot of their right. events and, and, um, I mean, they really are just good bikes, but I'm not hating on KTM because I mean, they're very, very, almost oh yeah. Same. And I love Dalton's four stroke 350. I mean, Talk about a Cadillac. I mean, that thing is the best bike. You can lug it. I mean, it is just a fun bike to ride. It's heavy. Um, And I think that's why I like, I mean, I never had a two-stroke before. Dalton surprised me with the Husky. And I learned how to ride it. And it is just a fun bike. It is just so much fun. There's there's definitely a lot of good bikes out there. And everybody's got their favorite, for sure. 
Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a good feeling when you find that right fit for you. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. No, I, I love it. I literally lived, live for the weekends <laughs> right now. <laughs> Have you guys been riding a lot or is this your first chance out? No. We've had rain uh, like really? nonstop since we got back from New Year's. So uh, we rode uh, four days in Durham Town, and we haven't ridden since. It just has rained nonstop. So we have not had a dry day since. Um, so I'm definitely having some uh, withdrawals. Yeah, that's winter for you, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Now, do you ride track at all? Or are you? I know you love the woods. Do you ever get out on the track or have you been on a track? I have not. Well, I'm, yeah, no, I haven't ridden like a big track on a bigger bike. Like on my pit bike, I would jump out on the peewee track and ride all day long. Like I had the best time, but I love just to be in the woods and, um, Dalton has some tracks or, you know, some jumps and stuff at our farm that, I'll hit nothing like major like he does, but I'll just piddle with and we'll play around on. But, um, no, I have not ridden like a real track. I'm definitely more of a woods girl. What do you love about the woods? I know you were talking about, you know, just challenging and you mentioned like the nature this weekend. What is it about the woods you just like crave? I, um, there's just something about like, creation period I just love being in the woods um and you feel like almost like you're and especially when it's the two of us like we're the only ones on the planet right then Mm -hmm. you know it's just a feeling you don't get often in today's society I mean we're so like social media and phones and out in you know in the city and at Target and all the things that we do that (laughs) we forget that there's quietness you know somewhere in the middle of nowhere and that's what I love so much is just the quietness and the stillness and like when it's so quiet that a deer doesn't even hear you coming around the corner like that is the coolest thing and um the other thing is that it's I feel like it's more challenging granted I've never ridden track but I love the challenge of being in the woods like whether it's the hill climbs it's the ditches it's the creeks it's the rocks it's all the nature that you don't prepare for that you still got to get over and it's like terrain that you don't have at your house you know everywhere we ride is a little bit different we ride just um a little bit of an hour like north of us and it's like dirt but it's a ton of roots and different things like the terrain's totally different than it is at our farm and it's still so much fun um even though it's just you know right outside our back door and um that's what I love is that you're always going to have the roots the trees the sharp turns the couple rocks you know that are going to trip you up and challenge you and and it's just kind of um, I would say the challenge of the woods is just, you know, it's always different. You never know what to expect. Yeah, I never really thought of that. Cause I'll, I haven't, I've read some in the woods, but mostly woods that I know at my own house. And of course, I, up at your farm. Um, but yeah, never really thinking of you don't know what's coming next. Like when you ride a track, you know what's coming. I love track because... I know what's coming, but I'm like, all right, I need to perfect that. I need to get better at that. And I have the opportunity yeah. to like perfect myself and my own skills to you know, like continuously lap after lap. And I love that repetitiveness, but I never really thought of like, you know, going out in the woods and you don't know what's next. Like you don't know what you're going to have to conquer. That was one thing we wrote out at Akatia Wells 
And of course, keep in mind, people, I'm new at riding. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you're coming up over these ridges, like not knowing what's on the other side. You know, you don't know if someone's going to be up at the top. You don't know really what's how steep the hill's going to be when you get there. And I hated the unknowns. I'm like, maybe I'm just a control freak. <laughs> maybe I just I yeah. like to know what's coming. But the unknowns kind of like were a little nerve wracking for me. You don't ever get that way. You, yeah. Do you ever like get worried? Like, I'm always worried about dumping my bike or, you know, I don't want to break it, you know, or just. So it's, yeah, is there something weird like in in my brain how I work and how I think things through? Like if, if we stop, so like, for example, we were at road at URE, which is a big national forest in North Carolina, which is gorgeous. If you ever have the opportunity to go, um, it's a lot of rocks, but it's just a really pretty place. Um, and so we were like in a Creek and it was a steep, steep, steep incline, but like huge boulders. And we stopped and Dalton's like, you got it. Like, let me go up. Let me just go up and then I'll stop and like, I'll help you if you get in the middle and you can't go through. And that, as soon as that, that happens, that's when I start thinking like, he thinks I can't right. do it. That means I can't do it. Like if he's asking me like, you good, you got it. What, how do you feel? And then I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, then I need to be feeling the same way. And that's when I, I start second guessing myself and it's, it is like the unknown and like, what if I hit this rock? I'm just going to send my bike and you know, all the things. Um, but that's what, every time that happens, that's when I do like end up sending the bike or wrecking or stalling out or do, just doing something crazy and mindless. And that's because I get in my yeah. head. If he just hits it and I just hit it behind him and there is no thought and I'm just, I'm in the moment of being fearless Every time I usually can, I usually will hit it. But if we stop at the bottom and I start thinking about it, I'm like literally nine times out of 10, I'm going to fail. Yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate that I'm that way. But as soon as I start thinking about it, we, I get that a lot with mountain biking with him. Um, because with dirt biking, we'd love to get a headset. We haven't got one yet, but you know, you don't have that communication. Yeah. We will. Yeah. The Cena's are what we've been looking at. Yeah. But with mountain biking, you know, I can hear better and we're closer together. So he'll do something and he'll be like, oh, you got this. But I don't know what he's saying. So I'm like, I'm assuming he's telling me that there's something here I need to be aware of. And so immediately, you you know, in your head, you're telling yourself, oh, I can't do this. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? You got this. I'm like, well, you freaked me out. <laughs> you know, I thought you were saying I couldn't do it. So then I thought I couldn't do it. And it, you can get in your head in like a split second and it'll, it'll totally mess with you and mess with you even more on a dirt bike than on a mountain bike. Yeah. Dalton always like, he'll make comments like, Oh, you're fearless. Like, I can't believe you did that. You're fearless. But there are other times where we're at the bottom and I'm like, I can't do it. And he's like, yeah, you can. Like, why do you think? So I'm really torn 50, 50, like, Sometimes I hit it and don't think twice. And other times I sit at the bottom and I'm like, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> it all just depends, I guess. But I it's know. also just human nature. You know, it's your, it's your, yeah. no, your for brain sure. keeping you safe. <laughs> yeah. But there's, 
And the, my mom, my mom in the back of my head saying, I still want grandbabies one day. <laughs> like, I hear that all the time. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Still <laughs> <Don't> get them. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, going back to the goals, I want to talk more about that. You were talking about your vision board, and you mentioned the Heavy D Checklist podcast um, to me, and we started listening to it. Like, we usually listen to it while we we're driving a bit, like, across the country. Um, and he was mentioning the vision board and he's like, you have to do it. Like you have to do it. And they were talking about all the different ways as to how you could create a vision board. How do you guys do it? So we got that idea. I mean, Del and I are both goal oriented anyway. Um, that's just our personalities, but we started listening to the heavy D checklist and he, he is a firm believer in the vision board and how it works in um your relationships and in your life and just you know things that you want and the things that you want to achieve and how they really come into fruition and so um Dalton and I Dalton really started it and he does things where we haven't really put like the pen to paper um like years before and he would say like this is what I want this year like this is what I want to see in the next five years and like I said before we like to plan in fives usually and so um, he would tell me, and he's like, this is what I, this is what I want to see. This is what I want to do. And he would do it, and I would see, like, the fruits of it. And I'm like, wow, like, how did you, like, know that, you know, those decisions you were making were going to really work out and benefiting, like, your business and your life and our marriage and things like that. And so we started listening to the Heavy D Checklist together um, in road trips and things to Durmtown and things like that. Um, but now we both pretty much do it together. Um, and he actually has brought home like these ginormous, like star foam, like poster boards. And he's like, we're going to cut out all the pictures of the things that we want in our vision board. We're going to tape them on here. So we've, um, every year, usually in January, my birthday's end of the month. So we usually take a trip and on the trip, um, we have a somewhat couples business meeting where him and I talk about like, what do you want this year? Like, what do you want your savings account to look like? What do you want your business to look like? What, where, where do you see our relationship? Where do you see this and that? And where we really kind of um, challenge each other into, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to see this year, this year and five years from now? And what do you want? Like, what's the one thing that you're like, I want this like in the next several years. And so we started doing that and it is major and it works. I mean, putting the pen to paper and writing things down and saying, like, I want, like, Heavy D, he, for example, he's like, I want a plane. And he said he wanted a plane and his pilot's license when he was broke and was in the hole and owning an auto dealership. And he, his wife's like, you're crazy. Like, we can't even pay our bills. Like, you're not buying a plane. Now he owns, like, several planes and is, like, flying all over the place. And so he's, he has you know been an example to us and not that you know we're anything like him or we're even on the way there but um it works and I listened to a sermon a long time ago about writing goals down and putting the pen to paper and when you put it on paper it makes it real and it makes it um like attainable and like or tangible almost like you can see it and feel it and you want it so bad and the more you look at it the more um like you work towards it daily and you don't even realize it, you know? Yeah, I fully believe. I've been like a big 
fan, a big believer in like personal development. And I've been doing it myself for like the last, just reading books and, you know, positive thinking, positive mindset, working towards goals for like the last 10 or more years. So I'm a huge fan and a huge believer of all of that. Um, how often do you look at your goals? Like, do you write them down once or do you constantly revisit them and adjust them or how often do you look at them? So, um, I write them down, but Dalton and I, we probably talk about it a lot. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that it's something that I go back and even look at, which we, he bought the poster board so that it is something we can look at. Um, so that is something that we have to do the next couple weekends, but we didn't take a trip this year. So now we're kind of behind, but, um, but we talk about it a lot where we're kind of like each other's accountability coach in a way where he always is asking me like, well, you know, I know this was your goal. Like, are you here? Like, you know, how do you feel? And usually like even half of halfway through the year, he's like, you know, we talked about this in January. How are you looking here and what do you need to do to get there? And we have those conversations a lot. Um, and, it's nice. I love that he holds me accountable and I do the same for him because it makes you think like, oh, I forgot. Like I wanted X amount in my savings account and I've like spent all this money last week on all these birthday presents. Like I need to uh, slow it down. And, and, um, it does help that we're both on board and that makes a very, very big difference. That's yeah. That's incredible. That the amount I'm like, <laughs> you got me all flustered here. <laughs> Um, that accountability is a lot, like for someone to actually really hold you to it. Like, I feel a lot of times in life, like you can tell someone something and they'll be like, yep, yep. Sounds good. Like she's never going to get there, you know? So they don't actually take you seriously and they don't actually hold you accountable. But for someone to actually hold you accountable and be like, all right, we're at six months. It's June. Where are you at? Are you close? Are you getting there? What do we need to change? That's huge. Yeah. And something that he always does, which I, I hope I never take this for granted in my marriage, but he always like, is like, are you here? Well, what can I do to help? Like, Mm -hmm. what can I do to like, get you there? And I'm like, okay, like, I'm sure together with your help, I can get here. So unfortunately, I, you know, I, I love him more than anything in the world. And I do rely on him for certain things that I'm like, I don't know if I can do that by myself. I set that goal and now I need your help. Yeah. So, um, but he always is like, are you there? If not, like, I'm here to help you. Like, what are we going to do to get you there? Like, let's, let's do it together. And, and that is the coolest thing that, um, I mean, I've seen my parents do that and same for his. And so I guess we've, we're used to that lifestyle kind of thing, yeah. but it, um, it's, it makes life so much fun and almost like, um, like everything is so rewarding, you know, at the end of it, cause it's like, yes, like we did, we did it together and like, and that's benefiting like the both of us at this point and it's fun. Yeah. When I first met you guys, I forget when I found out how old you were. I don't remember if it was like when I actually met you or if it was beforehand, but I was like, holy crap. Like these guys, these guys got it going on. Like they're, they're literally a powerhouse. Like they have what they want. They know what they want. They know where they're going and like you make it happen. And that, when I met you was like incredibly inspiring and seeing, seeing it all, like being at your house, like seeing you work for it, going to work, waking up, going to the gym, like all of it 
was was awesome and it was really really inspiring thanks that means a lot yeah (laughs) I mean there are um it's not always easy I can say that and like there are days that I mean we both come home late we have um we both have crazy I mean there we have flexible schedules but we also have very weird crazy hours sometimes and um I mean life is is a lot sometimes but uh, we make the most of it and have so much fun that uh, I'm passionate about my job and I love what I do. I love serving people. That's my passion. But um, I love coming home and having so much fun and jumping on my motorcycle or on the boat and doing all the things we love to do as well. Unfortunately, I mean, God has provided us the opportunity to be successful where we can, you know, do all the things that we do and have all the fun that we have. So, I mean, we're very, very fortunate. Yeah. Our cup overflows. So for sure. I think there's always like an, it's, it's like humbling. You're like, yes, I'm thankful for everything I have, but at the same time, you know, you've worked to make it happen. It's right. A, it's a mix of, it's a mix of both. I think sometimes yeah, for sure. We absolutely we get a lot of comments of like, oh, it must be nice. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know on the outside, it always appears that things just happen for you. But what people don't see is like what's going on behind the scenes or what's gone on for like the last 10 years in our marriage of where we're at and how we got here. You know, there's there's always work. You were talking about like your your meetings or like corporate meetings. We did the same thing every single Monday. Oh gosh, how many years ago was it? Probably like <laughs> eight-ish years. Like, cause we were in that time period where we we're like, all right, we got to buckle down. We got to, you know, spend a little less money. Yeah. We had, what do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to eat? We weren't really like, we didn't really know what we wanted or what we were working towards. And I got like really super focused on this whole idea of like setting goals. So I was like, what are we doing? Like, we need to figure this out. <laughs> and Adam's very like, fly by the seat of his pants kind of guy and I I like to have a vision I like to have something that motivates me to work towards so we we're trying to save money so we turned rather than like going out to eat every week we started doing coffee dates which is kind of like how we grew our obsession of coffee <laughs> so we would go to a coffee shop rather than going out for like a big dinner and we'd oh, we'd sit down and we'd write out like all our goals and our five-year plan and what we want to accomplish this year um, and it was crazy that, like you said, once you write it down, how it happens. And if I were to look on that, look back on that paper now, which I still have it, this was maybe seven ish, eight years ago, every single thing on there has happened and it's insane. And that's the, mm-hmm. the one thing with goals is sometimes it doesn't happen the way that you expected it to happen. Like you have to give and take a little bit and allow it to flex but the ultimate goal of what you wrote down and what you wanted will happen. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's crazy. And I think, um, it's, it's crazy. Cool. Though. It is. It's kind of freaky. <laughs> it is. I think heavy D or I think it was him that was saying this on the podcast. He was like, you have to be careful of what you write down because it will happen. It will. And sometimes it's not what you expected it to be. He's like, you know, what I... Or sometimes you can't handle it, too. Like, yeah, it's more yeah. more than you're ready for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, things I wanted when I was, I don't know, I'm just going to say 28. He's like, I that was what I thought I wanted. But 
you know, that wasn't what I actually wanted. That wasn't what I was actually after. So like what you want, it's going to happen if you, uh, you kind of stick to it, but sometimes it happens a little different and there's nothing wrong with that. I think everything's like a learning and a growing process Mm -hmm. and it all, all happens for a reason. Right. And it's so cool to watch it all come together. Like looking back, like on things, you're like, oh my God, I never thought that I would actually be doing this, this, and this. Like, and it's five years later and you're like, and I'm doing it. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And sometimes you have to like stop and make sure you like take it in. Like, take it in. Like you were, you were asking me, I'm not sure I'm going to put it in the podcast at the very beginning. I'm in Southern California right now in the van and you're like, oh, how is Southern California? And I'm just kind of like, uh, <laughs> like in my head, what I want to say is I'm like, get me out of here. I'm ready to move on. But you know what? <laughs> this is like something I asked for. I wanted to travel. I wanted this freedom. I wanted to experience things. I wanted to meet new people. So it's like when you're in this circumstance, mentally, you're like, get me out of here. I want to be done. I don't want this. But you're like, this is what I asked for. So I need to like, to to really like understand that and accept it and make the most of the situation like this is what I wanted so what am I doing to you know what am I thinking what thoughts are going on that are making me not want to be here and what thoughts was I thinking when I thought I wanted this so that I can like fully appreciate this moment right right. a little bit of gratitude and like be out be optimistic (laughs) yeah but like realistically you know right right yeah, so that's that's cool. I, I like I said, I really when I met you guys, I was like, holy crap, they're twenty five years old and like look at all they've accomplished. Well you'll be twenty six this year, right? I'll be twenty six next, next week. Next week. Happy early Happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> Thanks. The twenty seventh. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> Are you big into signs? Like I'm a Virgo, I mean, but I, don't really I always know. read I always read my sign and I don't know if it's just my personality, but of course I read it and I'm like, yes, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> to That's me to That's exactly how I feel. That's funny. But I think it is because I'm an Aquarius. I read those things and I'm like, yes, <laughs> who wrote this? They know me. I'll read mine and I'm like, what? I, that's not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read Dalton's and I'm like, Dalton, I don't care what you say. This is you. <laughs> I read oh goodness what was it there was there's like numbers oh my the anagrams maybe I'm not sure what is that like your number means something or your maybe it's like your birthday or I forget if you haven't taken the anagram y'all need to do that I just thought you post it on your stories it's good like it is really I mean it's like the I like I love um the love language I told y'all to take that I don't know if y'all did or not but the love language quiz is so good because I like things I like quizzes that tell me like or that explain to me why I do what I do because sometimes I do things and I'm like I hate that you're that way like I wish you wouldn't like react that way like you know like I do things and after the fact I'm hard on myself but um but I love taking quizzes that explain it to me almost. And I'm like, ah, oh, like this does all make sense. <laughs> like this knows me. But the Enneagram is really, really, really cool. And there, I mean, you can pay to take them, um, like the legit one, but there's a bunch of free ones out there too. And 
um, Dalton and I, on the way home from, um, we went, had a New Year's Eve wedding in Chattanooga. And on the way home, we both took our quizzes. And I mean, spot on to a T, like all my flaws, (laughs) all my weaknesses, all the things I'm good at. And I mean, it was like almost weird how, how spot on it was. And, um, so I read mine out loud and Dalton started dying laughing. He's like, that is so (laughs) like everything in there. And I'm like, I know. And so we ended up doing his. And then, um, at the end, like once you know what each, like I'm a three, he's a one. And so we read like what, um, the relationships between a three and a one and showing a three and a one combined literally was our relationship to a two. I mean, it's almost bizarre how, accurate it is um so we just had the most fun with that and it kind of helps because like it kind of helps your reactions because you know kind of how you're going to react and now I know how he feels or like I know his his number like his personality so in a way I'm like I don't want to like you know react that way now that I know that he feels this way does that make sense yeah yeah like it it kind of like solidifies who they are as a person so you know, yeah. you know, you can't change that. You just have to like, you have to give into it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how you feel and how you want to react. But once you like open your eyes to like how this personality or this person like feels and you're like, okay, let me be like a little bit more sensitive or like, let me put this more towards like this way. And, but fortunately Dalton and I are both like task oriented people. Neither of us are emotionally driven. So we kind of are blunt until like it is. And it works that way where I have friends and other people where I have to be more sensitive right. now that I know, like, I'm like, okay, they're like a two or they're like a, <laughs> a five. Like, let me react. This way. Well, let's check that um, out. Yeah, but the Enneagram is cool, and the love language, the same the same thing. Like, once you know someone's love language, you know how they like to be loved. You're like, okay, I know that, like, Dal and I both, are, both of our number ones are quality time. Imagine that. So, but his number two is acts of service. So, I'm like, okay, cook a dinner and, like, find out what his favorite meals are and cook that on when he's having a bad yeah. day. He loves things like that. Like, or throw his clothes in the dryer when he falls asleep. And he forgets to put him, you know, from the washer to the dryer. Like, little things like that, like, are his love language that I can do now that I know that. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Just Those things you, are powerful. Helps you kind of treat people better and make them, make them feel good. Make them yeah. feel loved. Yeah. And it makes you open-minded because I know how I like to be loved and, like, what I like to do. But, like... Buy, like, I love gifts. Like, I love, like, whether it's, like, buying you something or hosting you at my house or, like, you know, whatever, buying dinner where Dalton, he doesn't feel like I could buy him something. He's like, oh, thanks. Like, I could have just bought this for myself. <laughs> like, he doesn't feel loved when it comes to stuff like that. So, yeah, it's so no, true. No. Everyone is so different. And it's, yeah, you have to, like, think outside of the way that you think to really appreciate people and make them feel appreciated. So it makes absolute sense. I'm a firm believer in all the quizzes. All the quizzes. <laughs> Numerology was what I was trying to think of. Oh, I don't know. That Check one. it out. Because that was the one thing. Um, a lot of like, I don't know, spiritual kind of like woo-woo people, if you want to call them. Yeah. Um, are, I think are into numerology. My aunt had mentioned it. And so I'm sure if you look into it, it'll tell you what numbers to look at. Um, 
but man, it was spot on. And I even read it to Adam and he was like, holy moly, that's, that's me. Or that's you. Like it was neat. It was really interesting. Oh, I love that. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Tonight I'm get bad. <laughs> Check it out. All right. I'm like, Dalton, read this. Listen all, listen all about see me. This is you and see if this is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, girl. I think, I think we had a good chat here. That was awesome. I hope so. I hope so. It was fun. It was, it was really cool. Like talking about goals. I love getting on these chats cause I don't always know where they're going to go. And I don't like to really pre-plan them. I like to kind of like let them flow. And that was a whole lot of good information to hear from you. And I know I'm inspired, so I know someone else is going to be too. I hope so. Well, you and Adam have inspired Dalton in so many ways. Uh, y'all are our new best friends, so can't wait to see you guys so soon. Yeah, I cannot wait. We appreciate every single one of you for listening to this episode, along with the rest of our episodes here at the Rad Chicks Society podcast. We want to keep you coming back for more and spreading the Rad Chicks love. So every week we're going to be bringing you a new Rad Chick. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast now and show some love by giving these Rad Chicks a five-star rating and reaching out to them on the gram, letting them know how much you love their story. All right, guys, till next week. We'll see you later.